Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. But because she agreed with what I said, it became true to her. See how she reacted? It became, it became true to her. Now, 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 now notice something here. I want you to get this. This is how the enemy does. If the enemy tells you a lie, when you begin to believe that lie, you begin to act as if that lie is true. Am I making sense? And this is how the enemy, see how I access her movement through a lie? Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's so good to see you all here today in the house of the Lord. I'm truly excited today um, for the word that the Lord wants to speak to you all. I think he's going to really bless you all, and I think that you're going to get something from it. Um, as I've studied, he has spoken to me and it's so funny because sometimes, you know, the, you may have a word in your heart, but it may not be the word from the Lord. And um, I had a word in my heart that I wanted to teach, but the Lord kept steering me in a different direction. I was like, you know what, let me let me be the, the, the clay in the Father's hand and, and let, let him have his way. So I believe this is going to be a word that's going to set some people free in here today, not only in this place, but also online. So just tune in and um, let's, let us welcome our online community this morning, everybody. Let's get an online community round of applause. Hallelujah. We're so excited you have decided to join in with us today. We don't believe that you're here by accident. We don't believe that you're here by coincidence, but we believe that the Lord has led you here because he has something great um, in store that he wants to speak with you. Amen. So we're not going to prolong any time. We're going to get right into the word today. Um, And I I guess I'll just start off here. So, you know, obviously there's many people inside this room today, Um, you know, many, many ages, many people, uh, many people watching online, worldviews. Uh, you know, different, you know, all type of different diversity of people inside this place. And, and, and I, I think that though there is a diversity amount of people within this place, I believe that there's a common goal that we all have. And I believe that that is to live a good life, to live a deriving life. And I think that's a common goal that we all share. Can we all agree with that? Amen. Yeah. So, so though, though there's a good a diversity amount of people, you know, we, we want to live a thriving life. So we say things like, you know, YOLO, you only live once or, you know, live life to the fullest. We say things like this. Um, we say make the best of today. We say things like this in order to try to attempt to live a good life, you know. Um, but, but the reality is so many people, even as believers, we're not living that good life. We're simply surviving. We're not living. We're surviving. And this is not what Christ intended for us. In fact, Jesus tells us in John 10, 10, he says, I come that you might have life and have that life more abundantly. So, so we're supposed to be living, but many people, many believers, many individuals are simply surviving. Living day to day, worried about financial concerns, relationship problems, all type of stuff. We're surviving. And this is not what Christ intended for us. He wants us to live. So if you want to get today's title of message, uh, today's message of title, we're going to call it Stop Surviving and Live a Renewed Mind. Stop Surviving and Live a Renewed Mind. Amen. Let's look at Matthew 16, 25 to 26. Jesus says this. He says, for whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Amen. Now we know that our new lives in Christ, it starts at the cross. 
It's sorrow set their cross. Um, and we know that we have a new spirit. Our spirit is renewed. As a born-again believer, our spirit is renewed. It's perfect. Um, it looks like Jesus is spotless. It's clean. But this spiritual reality in our spirit, for many people, it's not their soulless reality. It's not their natural reality. And this is a problem because this is not what Christ intended for us to live. When he says, I've come that you may have life more abundantly, this wasn't just talking about spiritually. This was talking about the fullness, the essence of your life in total. Amen. Hallelujah. So the question is, why is it that many people are simply surviving? Why is it that many believers are simply surviving? Why is it that we are stuck in this mode of stagnation to where we just going day to day, going through the motions? Why is this? Why is this? Now, we know that it's not our spirit because, again, our spirit is made perfect in Christ. Our spirit looks like Christ Jesus. So if it's not our spirit, and I'll, I'll even go as far as to say that it's not even your external circumstances. It's not the things that are going on around you. It's not the things that are going on at your job. It's not even these things. So the question is, why is this reality, this stagnant reality so common for many believers? Why is this stagnant reality so common for many people? I got an answer for you. I pose to you that, again, the issue isn't your spirit. It's not your external circumstances. And even, you know, again, for the woes of life, the things that we may be dealing with day to day, you know, bills, relationship stuff, whatever the case may be, it's not these things. The issue is your soul. The issue is your soul. Amen. People are living day to day, simply surviving a smile on their face, but worried about if they're going to get to the next week, worrying about how they're going to get to the day, if they're going to pay their next bills. A smile on their face, but worried about, you know, and still dealing with thoughts of unworthiness, thoughts of, of, of I'm not good enough, but a smile on their face. Many believers are smiling, but they're frowning on the inside. This is the reality. And again, the reason is, is that it's not these outside things. It's not your spirit. Again, the issue is your soul. Let's take a look here at Romans, uh, rather Romans 8, uh, verse 6, and it reads as follows. Paul says it like this. He says, the mind is governed by the flesh. Rather, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So again, know that we are spirit. We live in a body and we possess a soul. We're spirit. We live in a body and we possess a soul. And understand that your soul is very dear to God. It's very precious to God. And it's the very thing that Satan is after. If you recall back to when God created mankind in the garden, he created man his, in his image. He gave us the form of a body. But when he breathed, the breath is what created the soul. Yes. So his soul, rather, our soul is very dear to him. His very breath, the very breath of God created our soul. And understand something. Our soul, again, is divided into three parts, our mind, your will, and your emotions. But today we're going to put emphasis on your mind because what you think will affect how you feel, dictating how you will act. Amen. Amen. So again, as a born again believer, we're made anew in Christ. Our spirit is made anew in Christ. When, we give, when you give your life to Christ Jesus, when you become saved, when you become a born again, if I may, your spirit is made new. You look like Christ Jesus on the inside. And again, we will receive a resurrected body in glory. But understand something that the point of salvation, you receive a new spirit. We will receive a new body, but you don't receive a new soul. Amen. You don't receive a new soul. Instead, the soul must be renewed. The soul must be renewed. Let's look at Romans uh, 12, 2. It says it like this. It says, and be not conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
So Paul tells us here that our mind must be renewed. Why is this? Because what you think in your mind will affect how you feel, your emotions dictating how you act, your will. Amen? Hallelujah. So it starts with the mind. Now, you, you may be asking yourself, you know, if, if the Holy Spirit is renewing our mind, why is it that though I am saved, I'm still just surviving? Why is this, why is this my reality? Why is, do I feel so stagnant? Why do I feel so stuck in life? I believe in Jesus. I know he's my Lord and Savior. Why do I feel so stuck? Why isn't that abundant life that Jesus talks about in John 10, 10, not my reality? Why is this? It's because there's an issue in your soul. Has your soul been renewed? Amen. So again, God, he wants to renew your soul. He has to renew your soul. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And again, the thing about your soul, here's the thing about your soul. Your soul is actually a servant. Your soul is a servant. Your soul cannot be infiltrated unless you give access, unless you give access to it for some, to somebody. So God will never infiltrate your soul. The enemy cannot infiltrate your soul, but whoever you, who's ever influenced that you yield to, that will have access to your soul. Amen. Galatians says it like this. Paul, rather, Paul says it like this in Galatians 17. He says that sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just opposite what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us the desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. So again, there is a battle, a battle of influence and the control point in this battle. The control point in this war is your soul. The control point in this war is your mind. Amen. That's why when Holy Spirit, when you get say Holy Spirit, first thing he does, he has to renew your mind. Yes. Amen. So again, the question of the quality of life that you're living isn't the external things that you're dealing with. The question of the quality of your life that you are living isn't, that, that isn't your spirit man, because your spirit is made perfect in Christ. Whether the question of the quality of life that you are living is your soul. The question of the quality of life that you are living is your mind. Who have you let influence you? What have you let influence you? Proverbs 4.23 says it like this. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And understand the word heart here is actually synonymous to soul. So guard your soul with your whole life, for it determines the course of your life. Amen. So if the course of your life is determined by what we allow in our minds, we must understand how the enemy influences us in order to gain access to our soul. And the number one way that the enemy will gain access to your soul, the number one way the enemy will try to bind you is do lies. Again, he can't infiltrate your soul unless you give him access. So how does he get access? Do lies. Amen. If you're struggling with sin or, or if you're struggling with a sin, not, not living a lifestyle of sin, but if you're actually truly struggling with a sin, uh, understand that the issue isn't the sin itself. Rather, it's a lie behind the sin that you believe in. Amen. This is why you feel bad after the fact, because you know what's wrong, but the urge told you, I'm going to give you this. That feeling said, I'll give you this. But after you do that sin, after you commit that sin, you don't, you don't have, it don't have what it promised you. So there was a lie behind the sin. It's the lie that you believe in. Amen. Again, the struggle isn't the sin itself, but it, it is a lie about the sin that you are believing. Amen. The enemy, he infiltrates your soul. He can get through your soul through lies. Amen. It is a lie that has you bound. It's not the sin. It's the lie that has you bound. If you feel as if your quality of life is dependent upon your external situations changes, uh, changing, if you feel like if I had a better job or if I had more money, my life would be so much better, you're, you're, you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. 
Because if you recall back even to the people in, um, uh, even God's people, when they were in the wilderness after they had left Egypt, after they were delivered, God had provided everything for them in the wilderness. They had food. They had clothing. They had free health care. Health care. They had Uber from heaven. They had manna and quail. But yet they still complained and complained and complained and complained. So if you feel as if your external circumstances will change simply because you're simply because you have a better job or or this, that and the other, if you feel like that will make you feel better, you're lying to yourself. It's not going to change anything. Amen. So, again, it's it's not the external stuff. It's not your spirit. It's your soul. Amen. We want God to change our outside stuff so that we may be changed on the inside. But the house must be clean from inside out, not outside in. Amen. So God, he wants to change your soul. This is the number one thing on God's agenda is to change your soul, to renew your mind. Amen. The enemy will lie to you and make you feel as if your Christian walk is somewhat illegitimate because you because of the thoughts that you're struggling um, in this or struggling in that or this, that and the other. He'll make you think that your, your, your walk with Christ is illegitimate because you're, because you're struggling. Yeah. He'll make you think that your walk with Christ is illegitimate because of the problems that you're dealing with. Amen. But these are lies. Yeah. These are lies. And if you, give, if you believe these lies, he will access your soul. And again, whoever accesses your mind will dictate how you feel, dictating how you will act. Yes. Yes. Amen? So the question is, what lie are you believing from the enemy? What lie are you believing from the enemy? Again, the enemy can act, rather, he influences your soul with lies. And if you give heed to these influences, if you give heed to these lies, who acts as your soul controlling your life. Amen. So we must, we must dismantle these lies that the enemy is telling us, but we must first define what a lie is. What, what is a lie? A lie can be defined as anything presented to you through means of thought or word as truth with the intent to try to direct the way that you move and operate. Amen. The enemy wants to control your life with lies. Hallelujah. Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians 13. 1. He says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall everywhere be established. Amen. So when the enemy is telling you a lie, if you, if you begin to believe this lie, you have become a witness with a lie. Now it's become a truth. Amen. No, you got to spot it on you, Lady Mary. You got it. It's on the... It's, there's no spot on her leg, but I want, I, want, I want to point something out real quick. I, I want to point something out real quick, but notice, notice something. Notice how she reacted. Now, there's no spotter. I told her there was a spotter, and she reacted as there's a spotter, but there's no spotter. But because she agreed with what I said, it became true to her. See how she reacted? It became, it became true to her. Now, 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 now notice something here. I want you to get this. This is how the enemy does. If the enemy tells you a lie, when you begin to believe that lie, you begin to act as if that lie is true. <laughs> Am I making sense? And this is how the enemy, see how I access her movement through a lie? I access her life through a lie? So here's the thing, when the enemy lies to you, when he says you're ugly, you're not good enough, you're this, you're not worthy, you have nothing good to say, nobody's listening to you. When you begin to, when you begin to believe these lies, you begin to act just as she acted. You begin to act as if it's true. Now the reality is that it's not true, but that truth will become a reality. If you believe a lie of the enemy, that fiction will become factual. If you believe a lie of the enemy, that fiction will become factual. Amen. So he has to gain access to your soul, but the only way he gains access to your soul is through lies, if you give heed to it. Uh, 
Amen. So what lie, what lie are you believing? What lie is the enemy telling you? What lie has the enemy uh, uh, told you that you are believing that he has gained access to your life? And this is the reason that many believers are simply surviving. This is the reason why many believers aren't living that abundant life that Jesus talks about in John 10, 10. Because somebody has access our soul and it wasn't God. And understand something. The, the, the thing about your soul, um, again, God will not infiltrate it and he will renew it, but he will only renew it as far as you let him to. He only renew it as far as you let him to. So though you may be saved, you may have been saved for five minutes, you may be saved for 50 years. There are many people whose soul, they have blocked access from God from entering this part of their soul. They've been saved, but God, he wants to influence your entire soul. So we must dismantle the lies that the enemy has been telling you. We must dismantle the lies that we have been believing from the enemy because, again, when you, when you begin to believe in that lie that the enemy is telling you, it'll become true to you. Amen? So we must dismantle the lies. We must dismantle the lies. Hallelujah. When you begin to live, rather, when you begin to believe the lies of the enemy, you, you will downgrade your life. Your life will be downgraded. Your life will be downgraded. You go from living, from thriving, to simply surviving. So if you are surviving, that means there's a lie somewhere that you are believing in your soul that must be dismantled. And I pray that the Holy Spirit exposes every single lie that the enemy is telling your soul today. Hallelujah. So again, it starts with a lie. It starts with a lie. Even if you go back to the beginning in, a, in the book of Genesis, when, when, when Satan had told Eve, you know, if you eat like this, you'll be like God. Where was the lie? The lie was that you're not like God. But they were actually created in the image of God. So he lied to her. He gained access through a lie because she believed it. She thought that she wasn't like God, therefore she ate of that tree. Amen. It's through lies that he gains access to our souls. It's through lies that he gains access to our minds. And again, whatever you allow, in, whatever you allow into your mind will affect how you feel, dictating how you will act. Amen. So again, what are you, what lie are you believing? What have you allowed the enemy to speak to you that you are believing? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Don't let the enemy be, don't, don't be the enemy's play toy. Don't be the enemy's play toy. And again, the thing is, when we begin to believe these lies, that these lies become, we, we begin to meditate on these lies. And again, it, it becomes true to you, but it's still a lie. But as you begin to believe these lies, you begin to believe, I'm not good enough. I, I, I'm not fast enough. I'm not strong enough. I have nothing good to say. I'm no believer, this, that, and the other. When you begin to believe these lies, it becomes true to your life. And now strongholds are developed. Strongholds are developed. Yes. See, strongholds are built on lies. Strongholds are built on lies. And when, you, when a stronghold is developing to your mind, you're giving the enemy res, residency to stick right there inside your mind with you. To stay right there with you. Amen? Now you may be dealing with rejection and self-confidence issues. Strongholds like this. You have tried everything. You tried prayer. You tried fasting, therapy, counseling. And these things may work for a season. However, if you don't dismantle the lie, these, permanent, these, these effects will not be permanent. So if you want permanent freedom, if you want this, this permanent freedom, you must dismantle the lie from the, the lie of the enemy. Yes. What lie are you believing that the enemy has told you? Yes. What lie of the enemy are you believing that the, what, what lie are you believing that the enemy has told you? Yeah. We must dismantle these lies. Yes. We must dismantle these lies. Amen. 
And again, even with struggles with sin, I know sometimes people may struggle in this area or struggle in that area, and we get so frustrated with ourselves, this, that, and the other. But you got to understand, even behind the struggles with sin, there's a lie that you believe in. There's a lie that you believe in. Amen? And it's very tricky with this, too, because sometimes we, we tell ourselves, you know, I can overcome this. I can overcome it. That's a lie. That's a, that's, a, that's a lie. Because the fact is you can't overcome it. Because we can do all things, but it's through Christ that we can do all things. It's through Christ that we can do all things. So no matter how the lie looks, and it, it sounds good to say, I, I know I can beat this thing. I know I can do this. I know I can. It sounds good to say. It sounds good to say, but it's a lie. And we know God isn't a liar. Amen? Amen. What lie are you believing that the enemy is telling you? Lies produce fear. Lies produce worry. And again, as we believe these lies, strongholds are developed. As we believe these lies, the enemy will again establish residency in your soul. He'll begin to establish residency in your mind. Then you're depressed, dealing with all these type of other things. And this is where the enemy keeps you bound. This is where the enemy has his control. Amen. Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians 10, 4-5. He says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And again, a stronghold is built on a lie. And then verse 5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, and bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now understand that Paul is telling us that we have weapons to tear down these strongholds, to cast down these imaginations, and we are to capture these thoughts. Your thoughts are very, your thoughts can be very dangerous if you don't capture them. The Bible says, whatever a man thinking in his life, in his heart, so is he. So what are you thinking? So oftentimes we focus on our external life, and we know that our spirit man is perfect, but we, we, we completely forget about our thought life. We completely forget about our thought life. And, and again, I, I, I pose you that your thought life is, is, is what's actually directing your life. Amen? So most of your actions is a result of what you're thinking. The way that you are living, the quality of life that you are experiencing is by, the, is by your thoughts, by what you're thinking. Notice what God deserved about mankind before he flooded the earth here in Genesis 6, 5. He says, it says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that, that, and that every intent of the thoughts of his hearts was evil continually. So as God, before God flooded the earth, before God had saved uh, mankind through, through, uh, through, through Noah, uh, before he had did this, he looked upon the earth, and he wasn't looking at their action, he was looking at the thoughts. Your thoughts are important. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? This is why the Bible says, this is why Paul tells us to capture every thought. Capture every thought. We must capture every single thought. Because if you don't capture these thoughts, when the enemy spews his lies your way, and you begin to believe them, strongholds are developed. But strongholds can't be torn down. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, again, we must capture our thoughts. We must, we must capture our thoughts, and we must use a control or a scale to weigh our thoughts in order to know if it is a lie or if it's truth. So what is that control? What is that scale? How do we know that is this from God? Is this from God? How do we weigh our thoughts once we capture them? How do we, how, how do we weigh them? Let's look at Hebrews 4.12. And it reads as follows. It says, for the word of God is living, rather the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner of thoughts and the intents of your heart. So everything 
everything that comes to your mind, we must weigh it with the word. Everything that comes to your mind, we must weigh it with the word. Because it's, it's the word, it's the, it's the word of God that, that discerns, is this from the enemy? Is this law or is this truth? Is this law or is this truth? So you must have the word in you. Amen? When the enemy spews his lies, you're not worthy enough. And you begin to agree with that, he has now gained access to your soul to make you feel inadequate. If the enemy begins to tell you, you'll always struggle in this area, you'll never overcome this, and you begin to agree with this, he has now gained access to your life. And instead of conquering that struggle, you are now, it is now conquering you. But the truth is, what the Bible says we're overcomers. Amen? So oftentimes people like to watch horror movies and, and, and stuff like this. And, 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 and after they watch this horror movie, they'd be afraid to take the trash out for three days. <laughs> they'd be afraid to take the trash out for three days. But why is this? It's because when you watch these things, when you allow these things to enter your soul, it, it will now control your life. Yes. The fact of the matter is there's nothing in those woods watching you when you take the trash out. There's nothing in the woods watching you. But because you have a lot that then again access to your soul, now it has become true to you. Yes, yes. So again, what are you letting into your soul? What are you letting into your mind? Yeah. Because what you think will affect how you feel and will further dictate how you act. Yes, right. Amen. 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 What are you letting into your soul? Again, the fiction will become factual if, it, if you allow it to enter your soul. A lie will become real to you if you allow it to enter your soul. Just like with Tamara, when I told her there was a spider, there was no spider on her, but she began to believe it because she agreed with it. Yeah. She began to act accordingly. Yes. So when we begin to agree with the enemy and we begin to act accordingly, though this is a lie, we are acting as if it's real. That's why sometimes, you know, you ever go inside a room and somebody may look at you, look at you funny or say, hey, do you think the whole, the whole world talking about you? Mm-hmm. Now you go in there mad, they talking about, ain't nobody, ain't nobody studying you. Yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody worried about you. But because you have allowed that lie to enter your soul, she looked at me funny. Why, why is she saying hey like that? Why is she looking at me like that? No, your whole reality, your whole day has been changed. And this is how the enemy is, is controlling our lives just like this. He's spewing lies to you, this, that, and the other. You're not good enough, this, that, and the other, this, that, and the other. And once you, gain, once you grab hold of that thing, you begin to believe it, now it's your reality. It's your reality. So what lies that the enemy, what, what lies are you believing that the enemy is spewing to you? We must dismantle these lies. Don't be the enemy's play toy. Instead, accept the word of God. Again, the, the weigher of our thoughts, the thing that will dictate or to show what is true and what is not true is the word of God. So this means we must begin to get into our word. I'm before and and it's that you you can make heaven without reading the word because we accept Jesus that's how we get into heaven but if you plan to live on this earth if you plan to have a prolonged life on this earth you need to get into your word otherwise the enemy will control your life otherwise the enemy will dictate how you feel you're a believer you have a smile on your face but you're you're frowning on the inside you're dead on the inside what are you allowing to enter your soul who are you allowing to have influence in your life Amen. Amen. So again, we must look at this from the other side. Then let's look, look, let's look at it from the other side. We know what a lie is. We know what a lie looks like. Now we must accept truth. We must accept truth because once you begin to get into his word, once you begin to believe his word, see, see, just as the enemy needs somebody to agree with him about the word to become true for your life, it's the same thing. It's the same way with God. God's word is true, but he's saying, I just need somebody to agree with me. 
His promises are yours, but he said, I just need somebody to agree with me. Will you agree with the promises of God for your life? He said, I will give you life more abundantly. Will you agree with that promise? You're overcoming. Will you agree, will you agree with that promise? Because this is what will cause you to live and not just survive. This will give you life. This will cause you to live and not just survive. Are you in his word? Are you allowing his word to be in you? Because once you abide in his word, his word will abide in you. Because again, God won't infiltrate your soul, but he can influence it. And if you give heed to his influence, he will gain access to your soul. And when, you, when that happens and he controls your life and he governs your life, our life is so much better. Life is so much better. I love the book of Philippians. Paul was going through some hard times, but you would never know him by reading, those, uh, by reading the words on the letter. You would never know it. He seemed so excited, so happy, all this and the other. But he was going through some tough times. But Paul had a renewed soul. Paul didn't let his external circumstances control his soul. Paul didn't let the lies of the enemy control his soul. This, how, this is how it must be for us. This is how it must be for us as believers. We must accept the word of God. We must accept his word as true. Amen. Don't be the enemy's play toy. Don't be the enemy's play toy. Don't let him play with your life. You're not a toy. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. So a lot of word to infiltrate your soul, a lot of word to influence your soul so that God may govern your life. He won't steal your own. He won't steal your own. He has a plan for your life. He has promises for your life. He has places that he wants to take you. Amen. We know what his word says, but until you actually believe it, until you actually come into agreement with it, it won't become true to your life. So oftentimes, again, we accept what the devil says. We accept the lies. And the thing is that the thing about the, the, the lies of the enemy, it doesn't just start when you become saved. It, it's been going on since birth. Yeah. He'll speak lies to your entire life from, from birth, from the womb, from early age, even after you get saved. Yeah. So again, we must dismantle these lies. We must dismantle these, 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 these false things that he's speaking to us. And the way that we dismantle these things is through the word of God. The way that we dismantle these lies, the way that we pull down these strongholds is through truth. Amen? Amen. We can cast the demon out, but a stronghold must be pulled down. We dismantle and we pull down strongholds with truth. We dismantle and we pull down strongholds with the word of God. So now the onus is on you to get into his word because he won't force you to do it because he won't infiltrate your soul. He won't force you to do it. The onus is on you to get into his word. To set that time aside and to spend time with him in prayer, in his word, and meditating on him. Because as you begin to do these things, then he will have influence on your soul. You push the lies out and you let truth come in. There can only be one master in a house. Don't let it be the enemy. Push the lies out and let the truth come in. Let the truth of his word come in. Amen. So again, even as we get and come to a close, I, I want to encourage you to abide in his word. You must abide in the word of the Lord. You must abide in his word. You must allow his word to infiltrate your soul. You must allow his word to influence your soul. We must stop believing the lies of the enemy. We must stop believing the lies of the enemy. We must allow the truth to come in and to change our life. Amen? Amen. Stop believing the lies of the enemy. You're not his play toy. You're not his play toy. Accept his word. Accept his truth. Because what you think, what you allow into your mind will affect how you feel, dictating how you will act. 
So if you are surviving, that's not from God. If you want to live, accept his truth. Allow him to enter your mind. Allow him to enter your mind. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just thank you today for this day that you have given us. I thank you for this word that you have given me, Lord God, to give to your people, Lord God. I pray that it has not fallen on deaf ears. I pray that it has fallen on fertile ground, Lord God, and I have yielded myself to you, Lord God, as a servant, Lord God. I pray that they have not seen me. I pray that they have not heard me, Lord God, but I pray that you have spoken to them. I pray that every lie, Lord God, that the enemy is spewing to their souls, every lie that they are believing, Lord God, I pray that you begin to dismantle those lies right now and begin to even expose those things. Expose every lie in, their, in the souls of your people, Lord God. Father God, allow, help us to allow you to renew our soul, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you full access to our soul, Lord God. We give you full influence to our soul, Lord God. We ask that you give us a greater desire to get into your word, Lord God. A greater desire to want to spend time with you, O oh Lord. We ask that you speak to us, Lord God. And we ask that we, Father God, that you help us to dismantle and to push away the lies of the enemy. We yield our souls to you today, Lord God. For we know that you are the lover of our souls, Lord God. Lord God, I pray for your people today that you bring rest to their souls. Father God, every heavy soul in this place, Lord God, everybody that is experiencing turmoil in their soul, Lord God, I pray that you bring rest to their soul in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, every daughter of unworthiness, Lord God, these lives of unworthiness, Lord God, I pray that you begin to dismantle them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. For we know that we are your children, Lord God, and that we know that we, you would never leave us nor forsake us, Lord. So, Lord God, we receive your truth in the mighty name of Jesus. We receive your word in the mighty name of Jesus. We receive what you say about us in the mighty name of Jesus. And we reject the lie of the enemy, Lord God. Lord God, forgive us for not giving you full access, Lord. But right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, we open ourselves up, Lord God, to receive from you. We open ourselves up to your truth, Lord God. Father God, dismantle the strongholds, Lord God. Father God, expose your truth in us, Lord God. Expose the lies, Lord God, but reveal your truth to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, may every, Lord God, lie be dismantled in this place. Father God, may every burdensome soul, Lord God, find rest in this place. May every burdensome soul find rest in your word, Lord God. For you say that your yoke is easy, Lord God. Your burden is light, Lord God. Lord God, we come to you, Lord God, to find a rest for your soul, Lord God, and to, rest, to find rest for our souls, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we look upon you, Lord God, today. We look upon you today, Lord God, and we just receive from you this day. And I give you the praise and the glory and the honor, Lord God. I yield it to you, Lord God. Father God, may the word, Father God, produce a fruit in the people's heart, Lord God. May the word produce a fruit in the people's heart, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. How are you waiting in this place today, Lord God? It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.